Hello and welcome to Movie Notch with Mike and Josh, where each week we sink our teeth into a different delicious force-fed movie feast. Wait, force-fed doesn't sound right. Yeah, it does. Force-fed is a yeah, great well, pun. Yeah, well, force because of Star Wars, and this is the last Jedi episode, but force-fed also kind of makes us sound like we're talking about the suffragettes. Yeah. Bad, bad way to start the episode. Um, a good way to start the episode, actually, would be to say... Fucking spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to this if you've not watched Star Wars The Last Jedi yet. Yeah, I mean, we were thinking about doing it like partly spoiler-free and then a spoiler section like we did with... Blade Runner. Blade Runner, but there's just no way to talk about this film without it being a spoiler. I can't even give my opinion on this film without it being a spoiler. Good, I'm glad because I feel a lot more... I feel like shackles have been released. I don't like... I find it a lot harder doing it without uh, the ability to spoil everything. If both hands and your cock and balls tied behind your back. Yeah, yeah, and they would reach. <laughs> That's how you talk, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you taught me well. So, spoiler alert, spoiler don't listen alert. to this if you've not seen The Last Jedi, unless you don't give a shit about spoilers, and if you don't give a shit about spoilers, what is wrong with you? You're a sociopath. And nothing to notice that we're going to skip movie news. Yeah, I was going to think of that, partly because I've not done any re- any, um, <laughs> any searching online for movie news. But I guess on that note, we should roll the theme tune. Where the fuck do we start? So, Star Wars The Last Jedi, directed by Ryan Johnson. Not Rian Johnson, as I've been saying for the past three weeks and no one's corrected me. I thought it was Rianne. Yeah. But apparently that's how the Welsh spell Ryan. It's just bloody Welsh people. Not enough C's or H's in, in there to be Welsh. Mm. Um, should we give a brief synopsis? Mind you, people who've seen this, they don't need a synopsis, they no. know. No, no, no. I think you should just go ahead. Can I just give my overall opinion to start with? Yeah. I fucking loved it. I get the feeling that you don't. No. Really? Yeah. Oh, the tables have turned, haven't they? Really so, a bit of a bit of a... A backstory to this, I didn't like The Force Awakens because The Force Awakens for me was just lazy story writing. They literally took A New Hope and they took uh, Return of the Jedi and just did the exact same thing and made it a bit bigger. And this time I feel like they've taken elements of stuff like The Empire Strikes Back, but added loads of other shit that I just thought was really creative storytelling. Yeah, it was definitely brave. Um... You can't say that it was a rehash of, of any of the previous works. This was like no other Star Wars film I've ever seen. No. Which is commendable. That's what I wanted. I needed that breath of fresh air. Yeah, and I think it is brave, and I am I am pleased that they did that. And some... I don't. I didn't hate the film completely. There were right. some bits of this film I thought were, were really good. Um, but I didn't love any bits. And I hated some bits. Yeah. This is so weird. This is literally like... I, I feel almost... I, I'm almost. I feel actually quite guilty because I know where you are mm. in the, and how you feel excited about this film because I felt the same way after watching The Force Awakens and I'm really sorry that I can't be there with you <laughs> riding this high. And you know what? I kind of don't give it. I'm, I'm like I'm liking the fact that I, now I love it and other people will not enjoy it as much and now I'm like now you know how it feels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so go on. What? Why did you like it so much? So okay, I can start with the bits that I didn't like because there were lots of bits where I was a bit worried and I was thinking mm, shit is this going to take over the film I think the main thing was obviously he's Ryan Johnson wrote and directed this apparently Carrie Fisher also wrote some of it with him she actually was a famous um, Hollywood script fixer Ah, yeah so she wrote quite a lot of it in fact any of the bits that um, Leia starred in Carrie Fisher none of those scenes were cut out in this film well, they needed to get some screen time from her somehow. Yeah. Um, so that he made it a very funny film. And some of the humour was really good. Some of it was a bit like, this is fucking weird. So right at the start, she gives the, the lightsaber to Luke Skywalker. He throws it over his back. And I was like, wow. I feel like I'm watching a Monty Python sketch right wow. now. Yeah. I thought it was... Um, and like, so he's, he's very subversive, isn't he? He makes you think you're going one direction, he goes a completely different direction, you can never fucking tell where he's going to go. Who, Ryan Johnson or Luke Skywalker? Ryan Johnson. Yeah, right, okay. And what he's done with Luke Skywalker. Apparently, um, Mark Hamill, when he read the script, said, I completely fundamentally disagree everything you've done with his character, but now that I've got that off my chest, 
Let's oh, get the job yeah. done. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Um, and it was. It was a very different take on Luke Skywalker than what you expect, especially after after having read a lot of the books where he is like the all-powerful super grandmaster Jedi dude. That's what I had in my head. Yeah, and he's gone completely different on that. But um, So yeah, the humour at points was just odd. Uh, now, a little bit too slapstick. I now understand where you were coming from with Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Where you said that the humour came in and completely diffuses any tension in a scene. Yeah. This happened way too much. And it, it kind of cheapened everything that was happening. Mm. Everything that was happening would be... There was no spectacle, there was no grandeur or anything like that because it was all of a sudden squashed by a fucking porg. So, I want to confess that I enjoyed the Porgs. <laughs> the Porgs are the greatest example of Disney merchandising but I've ever seen. The Porgs basically turned Chewbacca into a vegan, and that was one of the funniest fucking moments. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, when they were looking at him, and the lip was trembling, <laughs> and it just kept zooming in on his face, and I thought, okay, that's the end of the joke. But then he took it even further, yeah. and I was like, at, okay, at that, fair play, that was quite good. At that point in the film, I still had hope. Yeah. I still thought I'm not. Uh, I still had a, a thing in my the back of my mind all through the first act. I thought I'm not comfortable at all. I was on edge. I couldn't sit back and relax and think. All right, I'm going to enjoy this. I kept being brought out of it and and being reminded that I wasn't having an altogether splendid time. It was very very. I don't know. The first act I hated. You know what? Yeah, the first first. It was a bit weird. I was sat there through the film thinking, I can't tell whether this is the middle yet. It doesn't feel like it's got the same sort of general structure. And I think the problem was that there was a lot of different stories going on. There's obviously uh, Poe Dameron's uh, struggle with becoming a leader and Carrie Fisher knocking him down. Princess Leia saying, you're not being a leader, you're just being a hothead, you need to be a leader. Um, You've got, what's his name, Finn and Rose. Rose off on their mini adventure to um, the the Tory Christmas party or whatever the fuck it was called it was. Canto something it was a casino yeah planet. a casino planet and it, it, called Canto I think it was, it was Canto just Tory city that's what it was um, which was ultimately a fucking pointless exercise it didn't really need to be there but they, they, they achieved nothing in the whole film those two and I really I really hated that they'd underused Finn and I really thought Rose was a bad character probably one of the worst Star Wars characters I thought she did alright I thought she was likeable, like especially considering she'd just been introduced as a new character, like a completely new one. Yet we'd already got to love, I say love, we got to learn about Finn and Ray a little bit at the start in the in the Force Awakens. So it's hard to be a new character in that kind of environment. Um, I, I thought she was all right. I really disappointed her, and probably the reason. Sorry, did I say disappointed her? You just dis- well, you just. I was really anyone, disappointed. But- yeah, I was really disappointed in in her character. And I think it might be because just as the film was about to do something crazy and kill off Finn, I, she I was came like, in. John, John Boyega is not going to die. Yeah, he I was, is, he's, Oh wait, oh, well, because was, everything he's in the die. everything in the film that had happened before that wasn't what I had expected to happen, mm. uh, or if it was, then it wasn't what I wanted. And for some reason, I just thought, yeah, well, maybe he will die. I think it was a, a pointless ending for him if that had happened, though. It didn't feel right. Like, in my gut, I was like, if he dies now... <sighs> There's a lot of pointless doesn't... endings in this, yeah. in this film. Um, but the, there wasn't much I didn't really like. I said, apart from the, the fact that the, sort of the pace of it felt a bit odd at times, especially at the start. Yeah, and um, the, the tone. I, the, the film struggled to set a tone. Mm, I didn't know... It was what... either... I think, I think it got the tone in the final third act. Personally. I mean, that's when the joke stopped, I guess, but you can't yeah. really... I think if they'd kept that the whole way through, maybe, it, there could have been, it, it would have been a lot less offensive. You wanted consistency. Look, I liked Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Maybe that's it. This film, to me, felt like, it felt very, very comic book. Marvel. It's like, like a Marvel film. It felt like a Marvel film. You know the reason why. Because it's fucking Disney and Disney yeah. and Marvel. It's Disney, who have just merged or bought a very large part of Fox Entertainment as yeah. well for $53 billion or something like that. They, what are they now? They, they are the Illuminati. Yeah. And yeah. they want everybody to see movies in the same way, which is very happy-go-lucky and there's uh, laughing and joy and the whole family can join in. That's why the Marvel Universe is what it is. That's why the Star Wars Universe is what it is. And that's why stuff like the X-Men... 
and yeah it's all it's all and i don't like the humor in marvel films mm. and i don't like the humor in the, when this film opens you see, you see uh, luke throw the lightsaber over his shoulder but then also poe and hux have that really weird conversation over the, the yeah communicator. That, that was odd and, and i, I think like, this is how you're opening up the most anticipated film yeah, of the year it felt really, really weird, hated that and, and that set me on an edge for the for the for the first half an hour 45 minutes speaking of hooks I normally very very much like Donald Gleeson but in this one I was like well way too over camp for me yeah it was like so he's, he's <laughs> and Irish. you know I love camp yeah it's just like a bread and butter but, yeah. um, so like he he's Irish and he normally does you know an alright British accent whatever but he was just rolling all his arms yeah. and this kind of stuff and I'm like what the fuck's happening here it's really hard to take him seriously he's supposed to be the commander of an entire army I think that um, partnered with Adrian fucking Edmondson being in this movie. That's I couldn't remember his name. The guy As from his bottom. second in command. Yeah, yeah, fucking Eddie. Him. Yeah, Eddie. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, fair play to him. He, he, he played. You know, he only had a few. Yeah, lines. yeah, he didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't, like, he wasn't the worst thing about this film. Did you see him as Eddie or did you see him as? No, it took me a while to be fair. Yeah, yeah. It took yeah. me a while to realise it was him. But um, yeah, I wanted Empire Strikes Back, and I got a poorly executed Thor Ragnarok. I kind of get what you mean there. But there were so many things that absolutely fucking blew me away, though. Like, moments where I was at jaw drop. Which, yeah. First one, when the Dreadnought arrived for the first time. Yeah, I was like, cool. holy fucking shit, that's cool. I will suspend reality. I mean, for fuck's sake, this is a Star Wars film. Yeah. But also, how the fuck does a bombing ship work in zero gravity environment? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I was thinking that as like, wait, why did a bombs drop? Are Maybe they, they magnetic just, or something? Yeah, it must have been. I like that scene though, where she caught the thing and then blew it up, and then they had this really. There was some really great cinematic moments, cinematographic. I can't say it. Really great moments of cinematography, like where he zoomed in on her, on her eye just before the whole ship exploded. And the other bit that I was wired at was that the moment when Snoke died, completely unexpected. Yes, but also weird because I feel like right we don't really know anything about Snoke. We don't know how he came into power, how he's so yeah. not, like now that character's just ended and it's like are they going to do anything else with him in the next film? I don't feel like they are. So it's a bit like what a waste. There's a big gaping gap there. But that wasn't the bit I liked. The bit I liked was when then the Praetorian Guard turned on them and they yeah, both was, lined up and I was like oh that was fucking sick shit and we got that really beautiful red background. Yeah, very cool. But what annoyed me is that. I was still angry from fucking Snoke's death. Yeah. He's, I mean, you spend the whole of the, of the Force Awakens seeing this absolutely terrifying, indomitable character yeah. being built up. What a waste of a fucking film. You know what I reckon it might be? I reckon that Ryan Johnson's just taken the reins away from J.J. Abrams. He's like, fuck what that guy did. I'm doing my thing. Yeah, Which it means feels... it creates inconsistencies and J.J. Abrams probably had a bigger idea for Snoke and all this kind of stuff, but it's gone. Even... The whole film felt like it was a slate that had been wiped clean and we just started again. Do it, yeah, maybe. Um, and raise parents. Now, yeah. I don't know whether that's the final say on raise parents, but I like the way he did it. Because, like, you're waiting with bated fucking breath for the answer on that. You're Absolutely. Like, is he going to say it? No, yeah. he's not going to say it. Because I think, um, I remember when the film was about to come out and they were saying stuff like, um, they're not going to reveal who Ray's parents are, that kind of stuff. And then they did. And they just said, your parents are no one. They sold you for drink money. That Do you think that's, I, I don't know whether he was lying or not. I don't know. I don't know where he said that. Saying. He said to her, you know, you know it deep inside, you know it. You just, like, blocked it yeah, off or yeah, something yeah. like that. Um yeah. So, going, sorry, going back to your point about J, uh, Rianne Johnson completely doing away with what J.J. Abrams built up before, it did feel a bit like, you know uh, that game where you fold over a piece of paper and you write a sentence to a story and then you fold it over and pass it over to the person next to you? Right. It kind of felt a bit like that. Or you know mm -hmm. that game where you draw somebody's body and then you fold that bit over, somebody else draws the legs. It felt as disjointed as that in, in relation to The Force Awakened. Yeah, I get what you mean. But do you, I mean, do someone, you feel that way? Or? As someone who didn't like The Force Awakens who felt cheated by The Force Awakens as you do now I was more than happy to do that that was a welcome I was more than happy to just brush that shit under the sofa and that's why I left the cinema feeling really happy because I was like I've got something different yeah it wasn't just lazy fucking story writing like J.J. Abrams did and J.J. Abrams massively shot down in my books after that film because I was like that was that was just boring 
Yeah, that's what it was for me. But was this, there was, I didn't feel bored in this film at all. No, honest. it really kept the pace. Um, and there was like I was still at the end thinking the film could just finish now. But I know there's another scene coming in because I know they've got the, the sort of red salt red speeders, yeah, speeder thing that's coming up, and that's not happened yet. Um, I thought they were. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I thought they were going to end it there. And, and then Luke Skywalker comes back, and he's going to fight. You're like, oh shit, it's going down. And then the whole twist where he wasn't actually there. I was like, so. Two things I thought about that I was a little bit torn. One, I was like, pretty clever. But two, I was always also like, bit of a jip. And that's like, yeah, it's it's what you'd call a Deus Ex Machina, where yeah, something yeah, yeah. comes out, God mode activated, God mode activated. Yeah, there's something happens in the story. It's like, <laughs> well, it's just because God intervened and basically you didn't know that Luke Skywalker could cast some kind of weird force projection to the other side of the world. Well, you know, he says earlier on in the film that the Jedi was seen as as. as deities and fuck it he came back at the end of the day it's like Mr. Manhattan but, but Luke what, Skywalker yeah but what a disappointing end to Luke Skywalker I mean fuck me when Han Solo died in The Force Awakens I was physically hurt yeah you know I'd had 29 years of memories of well 27 then of memories of of, of this childhood that had always been in my childhood and I'd always had this character there you know and then he was killed in a horrible horrible way my problem with that was that I saw it coming maybe 10 minutes before it happened, five minutes, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, here we go. Well, I saw it coming as soon as he stepped onto the, uh, yeah, yeah. the thing. But still, there was that satisfying, there was still something satisfying in his death because I felt something. I felt some sort of emotion mm. towards, you know, Han Solo and, and him being removed from the storyline. Luke, motherfucking Skywalker. Queefs the, away. The, the Jesus of Nazareth of the story of Star Wars. Yeah. Just, just force goes away. I mean, he didn't. Became Ma- one with the force. Mark Hamill lost his body weight, half of his body weight to come back as Luke Skywalker. And he what was for? looking good, wasn't he? He didn't even get to fucking use a lightsaber properly. Do you notice that um, his force ghost had had a haircut? And yeah, yeah, he looked yeah. younger, didn't he? he did like look he, younger. He, yeah, he looked like Return of the Jedi Luke. I was like, have as he since leaving that planet and going there dyed his beard I was like what's was going saying, on yeah, he's had a haircut or something yeah it was but, weird um, you know what we should talk about we should talk about like the two leading characters really Adam Driver Daisy Ridley as Kylo Ren and uh, Ray. Ray I for half the film thought Daisy Ridley was shit really yeah like some of her acting I'm like There's what some- She's just saying lines did, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Especially I at the start on, did, on did the it, island. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. What's it called? Actu, the island? I don't know, actually. I think it's called Actu. I feel like there's something I should know. I, I, I need to... Well, come on, Josh. It's where the Jedi Temple is. No, it's where um, the original Jedis were. <gasps> we need to talk about the Yoda bit in a bit. Um, anyway, yeah. So well, Daisy Ridley. Well, well. So Daisy time. Ridley. And I think you're right. I noticed it at the start. And I have this problem with English-speaking actors. And I mean English as in... The Queens, yeah, all right. Yes. In that they enunciate far too much to be. It, it's I find it really jarring. I don't know why. I've told my, I've spoken to my friends about this as well, and the, the enunciation of, of each and every letter in the, the first order teams. is chasing the rebellion. We need you. You are our only hope. And Daisy Ridley is a. Unfortunately, she is a culprit of this. In that, I think that she spends a bit too much. And in her delivery, she spends a bit too much on getting every word out and every word heard, mm. and less on I don't know the passion and something that she would that that something Ray would deliver, and it didn't sound like she was very you know that she urgently needed yeah. Luke Skywalker's help at all. Do you reckon that's her, or I reckon that's the direction? I mean, I always amazes me. Characters brought it, so I feel like yeah, well, it always amazes me in films when you see somebody doing something that is so. Bland. Mm. Are the other actors like kids act like child actors? Mm. What a fucking professional actor who's thinking I've studied at RADA for this, and then the child actor comes in and has this fucking piss poor performance. Do you think they think they must know that it's shit? Mm. They must look at it and say, "Oh god, audience is going to be cringing at this." So it's I too late. The locked in. And, uh, it always makes me wonder, um, and I do probably think that Mark Hamill probably looked at a bit of Daisy Ridley's acting in the first act and thought. Oh, I'm glad I'd die at the end of this one yeah um, I feel like they almost killed him off because they were just worried he was going to die before the last one okay why in all that is holy did Princess Leia turn into Mary fucking Poppins 
and fly <laughs> through space um, like some sort of weird she's, Supergirl. I know she's, she's Luke Skywalker's force, twin. That she's force sensitive. She's not fucking Supergirl. Obviously, she is. I mean, they've that, rewritten Star Wars history to make her that removed me from powerful. the movie. That removed me from the movie. So I didn't think I'd come back from it at that point. But then it, it the movie does sort of. I don't know. That was so disappointing when I saw that. I thought, what the fuck is happening? It was it was weird, but I for some reason thought it wasn't that bad. And I thought it was like what good an- that they did some. Like I said, it's one of those moments that you weren't expecting. You're yeah, like, fuck, yeah, you're okay. right. And I looked back on it halfway through the film, and I thought, you know what, this film is challenging me, and it is bringing new things that have never been that I've never noticed about that have never been shown to me uh, about Star Wars before. And maybe it's brave. And I was trying to think, you know, I'll just look at this with a fresh set of eyes and think, this is where Star Wars is going now. I didn't want to see another Empire Strikes Back, really. I wanted to no. see dark and gritty. I didn't want to see what The Force Awakens did with The New Hope. I didn't want to see The Last Jedi just do that with an Empire. Yeah, that's what I was worried about, to be honest. But, why the fuck did they bring her back? Nothing that happened after that film, uh, after that scene, which was a great scene, by the way, before that, which uh, scene? when she dies. When the, the cannons, the, 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 the torpedoes come through, to, uh, through the bridge window... And that scene of her sort of reaching out and then she oh, right, shoots yeah. forward and comes flying back. That, yeah. is a great, that scene was great. Mm. Why did they not use that as a perfect opportunity to let her go? Let her go? They brought her back and fucking Admiral motherfucking Adbar, Akbar died. Nothing. Nothing you know is for him. That. It's a rap. It's a rap. <laughs> is, that, is that your genius joke? No, no. Oh, I've got another genius God. joke. I'm going to talk about that in a bit, though. So I want to go back to Daisy Ridley really briefly because okay. as, as, as much as I thought her delivery lacked a lot of the time, her physicality in, in terms of the fight scenes and so on was fantastic. And yeah. apparently there was um, her trainer for the action scenes taught her some of the techniques with the sticks and says, normally it takes three days to learn it. Guess how quickly she learned the stick action sequences? One day. Hour and a half. What? How fucking nuts is that? This is coming from IMDb, so it might not be true. Okay. But it is like the Wikipedia of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if it is true, holy fucking shit. And like, anytime she was getting tortured and that kind of stuff, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah Apart yeah. from the one bit where she flew into the air and you're like, she's obviously on strings. But Yeah, it's like floating towards him. But no, like phys- physically she's fucking fantastic. And that brings me on to Adam Driver as well as Kylo Ren, who I thought was fucking sick in this. I actually enjoyed his character more whereas in the first one I was just like it's a Vader ripoff but now he seems to sort of come into his own as a different character. He was the most interesting thing about this. That and Benicio Del Toro I think. Yeah, yeah, but no you're right there. And, and that's Benicio, a wasted character. Benicio Del Toro I hope he comes back for the next one. I think he will, yeah. He's definitely like going to be in the, yeah, he's and definitely going to come back. So I think it was it was nothing like I'd, I'd ever seen a Star Wars film before and it succeeded in that and it was very, very brave but at what cost? Like Kylo Ren's character he's an enigma now I don't know which way he's going to go which is interesting I feel, actually no I feel like at the end of this he solidified himself as he, he is dark side now he is but after that scene where the, the lightsaber explodes and they go their own way and then all of a sudden he's just woken up by Hux who sort of thinks about killing him and, and then doesn't mm. no explanation at all as to what uh, happened with uh, Ray. she's just yeah it says that she's um, well, she just scarpered off in I know I know but why did she just leave him there I mean, what? I don't understand. Because they were, like, disagreeing over what to do and he was going to try and kill him and she was going to try and kill him, so... Well, she obviously didn't because she fucking scarpered. Well, yeah, and maybe she wasn't trying to kill him, but he was going to try and kill her because she wasn't joining his crusade to take over the place. And you could see straight away, like, he wanted to kill Snoke and take over and that's what he was saying in the lift where he's like, I know what yeah, I'm yeah. going to do and I, I, I knew what he was talking about. Something else. That, was, that was fucking obvious that he was going to do that. So uh, I, I thought it was great and like you could see that scene where he had his top off as well. He's really bulked up for that character. Yeah, he's he's fucking guy has some tatars, doesn't his he? His head is tiny compared to his broad, broad pecs. Yeah. Can I, can I make my joke? Go for it. So um, I think one of the scenes that, one of the things that worked quite well was actually this whole thing where Ray and Kylo Ren are talking to each other across the universe. Yeah. Um, it was and almost... literally, that, there's not really any CGI. In fact, there's no CGI. All they're doing is kind of talking off angles of the camera, but it works because of the angles that they're facing and that kind of thing. Yeah. And the joke here is that um, to talk to each other, they are using false time. Wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. There, there was definitely a better delivery for that joke, but when I, I was sat in the cinema and I was watching it, I was like, oh, the false time in each other. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giggling away to myself. Wow! Um, <laughs> Don't be jealous that you didn't think of it. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but don't you think that it was a bit? I mean, 
I feel that um, Snoke, all the build up that he had in the in the first film, yeah, he would have been a better bad guy to have taken into the third film. If we yeah. built him up even more, but then I suppose it's too. There are too many similarities with him and the Emperor. But yeah. Kylo Ren, we've seen his weaknesses as a bad guy. We've seen that he can be bested in in a lightsaber duel by somebody who's only just fucking picked it up. Mm. We've seen that he can it's be because of his conflict. Don't you understand? It's his conflict. So he's as much. He's having as much a battle with uh, the light side as he is with himself. Mm. He's like a stroppy teenager. Yeah, I think that's the point. Though he calls him like Snoke calls him a child at one point, and I guess we don't really know how old he is. Because even Luke Skywalker says that as he was about to like kill him in that weird moment of weakness that he has or whatever it is. That he just saw a, a young boy. Yeah. I think they. I think we overestimate his age in this. I reckon he probably is in his teens, even if Adam Driver is like thirty four or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, um, there, there was way more. So, in fact, Benicio del Toro's character, he was interesting, enigmatic. I guess he's yeah. got. He has this weird stutter. Yeah, he reminded me a bit of Johnny Knoxville for some reason during really? the film. Yeah. Mm. In uh, Mission Impossible, uh, sorry, Men in Black Three. Is this like um, a chaotic neutral character? If that's what you'd want to. Yeah, use it that's a good. That's, weird, a, that's a very good way of explaining. Good actually. reference. He's chaotic um, neutral. Yeah. Carlo Ren is fucking all chaotic. over the place. Yeah, chaotic. He's leaning good towards and, neutral though. He, well, neutral in the sense that he's a bit of both, really. But I think he's he's gone more to the dark side, as I said. Whereas Ray at one point was a little bit neutral. I think not quite sure what she wanted to do. Shaking yeah. Kylo Ren's hand, being called to that dark anus on on Act Two, <laughs> the chocolate starfish, and the chocolate starfish. Yeah. yeah, that you know what? I didn't get that mirror scene. That was cool. That was it was it was interesting to see, but I was like, well, that was pointless. Yeah, was as that was happening, that's when I realised I was I was watching something new. I was thinking, this is never this isn't, because oh, that is obviously a hark back to Empire Strikes Back, where Luke goes into the cave on Dagobah, yeah. and sees Darth Vader, right? Yeah. And so I was thinking, oh, they're not going to do this, are they? And then they didn't. They fucking did something that had been never been done before. And that, I mean, the whole thing was pretty cool with the, the clicking. clicking. And... I think it just and ran then, a little bit too long myself. But uh, yeah, it kind of did. And then I think I don't know whether it was included as a big sort of fu to all the fanboys and all their theories of oh, who's raised parents? Who's raised parents? That they included this five minute scene where oh, I've got to go to the dark side. The dark, whatever's pulling me. And then she just touches this mirror and it ends up, oh, it's, it's, it's her. Which is exactly what happened to uh, Luke Skywalker when he cuts off Darth Vader's head. Yeah, and he sees himself. He sees himself. Um, but what does that mean in, in terms of, it wasn't explained as... as Actually, the mirror of Erised from Harry Potter. And well, yeah, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? She loves herself. Show me what I want to see. That's all it really is. Um, she cries a lot in this film. I felt those moments. I didn't feel a fucking thing. No, <laughs> but you are dead inside. I, well, I'm not at all, man. I, 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 I cried waking up this morning, thinking it was Friday. But um, <laughs> you'd missed the film. <laughs> uh, I felt a bit teary when I saw Mark Hamill and and uh, Carrie Fisher together at the end on on screen. So, like, it and seems obviously it was completely unexpected because didn't know Carrie Fisher was going to die. Yeah. But that moment with yeah. Luke and Carrie, where they're saying goodbye to each other on on the base. It was very. Everybody, you could feel sort of the. I don't know what to call it. The Gravitas. somberness okay, of, yeah. of the of the whole cinema. Like everybody's just watching. It was it, it was a really sad, poignant moment, and it's just weird to think that that happened despite the fact that they didn't know that she was going to die, and it was just yeah. And I thought that fantastic happenstance. That was the closest that the film got to ha- to having an impact on me. <laughs> that had, so many opportunities to do it. So this Holdo character, she annoyed me a little bit. Um, Leia's second in command. Yeah, yeah. Played by Laura. What's her face? Laura Dern from Laura Jurassic Dern Park. From Jurassic Park. I know. She reminds me of one of my ex-girlfriends. Is she? Yeah. Mm. Um, she didn't have purple hair or anything like that. No, I like the purple hair look and the weird um, halo. Yeah. She looked weirdly angelic. So this character has been introduced in this film. Okay. Mm. No prior knowledge of her. No. Yeah. No prior. She's mentioned it in one of the books. So I didn't give a flying fuck. Yeah. When she quite over in, a, she could have done this a hell of a lot earlier. Start to turn the ship around and do this. Well, originally the plan was that they wouldn't be able to see the ships that were going off down to the other yeah, planet because yeah, they were yeah. close. The only reason they, they found shooting. it was because Benicio de Torrio's DJ, as his name is, yeah. Wiki Wiki, um, told them. So then she had to. The distraction of her running away wasn't happening anymore. So that's when she turned around. That. Again, was one of my favourite bits of the whole fucking movie. The um, 
Lightspeed Rocket and the silence and all these ships yeah. just cracking. I was like, holy fuck, that was cool. That was awesome. That was awesome. But at the same time, that character should not have done that. They so, should have made that either Princess Leia yeah, or, that's Ad- what I thought. or Admiral Akbar. Give him a fucking proper send off. <laughs> the feeling that you would have, for, you know, there was just no impact at all. I on think me. it's hard. If it was Admiral Akbar, it would be hard to take it seriously because he's there with his big old fishy face. Oh, yeah, Can't even turn absolutely. his head. Batman style. But they could just, you know, like squirt some water in his fucking Muppet eye <laughs> and have it run down as he's saying, cry. as he just he's... sort of says, "It's a wrap." <laughs> they should have. They should have put layer in that. I thought I was waiting when they were, she was yeah, putting yeah. Leia on the ship. Yeah. I was waiting for her to say, "You go, it's your turn now," and that she would have actually probably been like a character who could develop quite well in, in Episode Nine. Yeah, um, and but they no. wasted that for some reason. And maybe it's because they still want to carry Fisher in the next one. But still, it's like it's they nuts. could have done that. I mean, well, um, also this whole light speed into things. Okay, we need to talk about this, right? Because there have been many. Why don't they just do that to? any number of Death Stars that have been created yeah There's someone no just need. kills himself every time for the greater good or even you know like they do in TV shows where someone just puts a brick on the accelerator exactly I'm sure with all their advanced exactly. computer systems they could probably program a ship to fucking just fucking light speed their ships I mean that is a huge plot hole but but then again probably they want to keep those size ships for themselves because that was like the I mean, they're, brand they're expensive to make aren't big they? um <laughs> I forgot what type of ship it was, but the the big old rebel stronghold ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just making up words now. So Finn and Rose do nothing the whole film. Uh, I enjoyed Finn more in this film than the last one. The last one I found him a bit annoying, but in this one I actually enjoyed John Boyega a little bit. Because he's on the screen less probably. Yeah, and that weird moment Underused. with the kiss as well. Very, uh, very strange. You save very what you flawed. love. And I, was I like, did not feel any any charisma beaming off of either of those characters. There's no chemistry between them really who has the most character in the entire film BB-8 yeah yeah honestly he's got that, that bit where he shoves his head into the, the dashboard yeah, to, to make it fun. fire Poe Dameron as well I actually think Oscar Isaac's really good in that role I had some problems with him yeah as you could probably imagine <laughs> with the big um, so he spent the whole fucking first act and probably a lot of the second actually and a good deal of the third <laughs> okay just explaining what was happening he just spent the whole time explaining they did that a lot didn't they because I remember there's a lot of times in films where you go into it and you're like wait how did they get here again so then they have to explain it say oh you know oh the ship's coming that kind of stuff but I feel like they did it about four or five times just there to was, make sure that people were yeah and there was a moment where one character says our shields are down or, or something like that or, or no no it was that they've been tracked yeah it was, and it was it didn't need to be said that they can be tracked so if they if they went into light speed again they'd just be tracked again but she says it once and then Poe Dameron immediately afterwards says then they can track us if we do it again. And he spends the whole film explaining to the audience what's going on. But if he just <clears throat> spoke to Holdo and they had a proper fucking conversation, like human beings do. Instead of all the hubris. Instead of all of this just nonsense, all beating around the bush, then they, Finn and Rose wouldn't have to go to this stupid casino planet with these fucking weird head-shaped dogs, which were actually kind of cool. Um, head-shaped dogs? Do you mean the, the horsey things? Yeah. Yeah, again, it's, they were weird. Didn't really feel for him. And then that strange bit with the kid at the end. Oh, get fucked. Who um, Some... force pulls the, the broom towards himself. And he's obviously like... Maybe that'll end up being Ray's nephew. So it? it's it's the new Luke Skywalker, really, isn't it? If you think about it. Because he was looking out into the skyline. Yeah. But also, because it was a child actor who wasn't very good, it reminded me of Anakin Skywalker yeah. from Phantom Menace. Cause that the... kid... Oh, yeah, oh my terrible. god! Just, that that last shot actually reminds me a lot of um, the end of Empire, where they're standing in the bridge of the ship. Sorry, in the med bay of the ship. Yeah, and you've got uh, them looking out into space. Mm. Um, and I think the kid has a similar stance to uh, Luke at the end. Um, yeah, so I have a big problem with with the fact that Holdo and Poe just have this pointless to and fro, to and fro, and he, he fucking he should have been killed for for being mutinous. Yeah, get away with that. And then the whole, you know, Finn and Finn and Rose storyline would just wouldn't happen. Um, it's just, oh, I don't know. I uh, really struggled I mean, with some of the characters. He was really batting way above with uh, Rose. Do you think so? No. <laughs> no, wait. That sounds mean. That sounds incredibly mean. I like that they don't have to be like 
these two characters are the sexiest people in the world so they're going to get together yada yada yeah, yada yeah, yeah. but I still don't feel like they will get together because it just feels like no, I feel like what they've the done brain. with, with um, Star Wars is they've they've taken sort of sexuality out of it like in the original ones it was Anakin and Padme and it was Han Solo and Leia but in this it doesn't feel like even with everybody sort of was wondering is Rey and Finn going to yeah. be a thing but it doesn't feel like that at all it feels like there is absolutely no sexuality between them all at all so um, that's an interesting one um, so uh, the point I was going to make about uh, it should have been Princess Leia yeah. who did the kamikaze mission is that going into the next movie we're now not going to be able to say goodbye to another beloved character Yeah, we're going to have an annoying similar to, similar to Luke dying in that there's no there's no feeling towards their goodbye I don't know what they're going to do they'll probably just do something where it'll be like 20 years after the events of episode 8 and then we'll just she'll just be written out in some sort of some character probably Poe fucking Dameron going around explaining everything (laughs) he'll probably just say oh remember that time last Tuesday when Princess Lada had oh that's really gutting oh hi um don't go to Landspeed, they will trace us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, maybe, I don't so know. So she won't get this deserving send-off. I reckon they'll probably end up um, doing the same thing that they did with her in Rogue One, where it was like CGI. Mm, could do. People seem to be okay with that. I find it really jarring. Like, no, I found it really obvious. jarring in, in Rogue One. Um, yeah. Although Tarkin wasn't that bad. Tarkin wasn't bad, but that's because you, you saw when you first saw him, as a reflection in the, in the... Yeah, and he's really the, gone anyway, isn't he? Um... So yeah, I think it's just a Skywalker thing that you die, you don't get a good send off. Luke Skywalker's death was um, not good enough. No, it was a bit. Princess Leia's death is not going to be good enough, especially mm. if Poe Dameron goes around expositioning all over the place. Um, there's no talking of heartstrings at all. Um, as I said before, 29 years of memories. These characters going through me mm. and just fucking. No, you know how I felt two years ago. Yeah. However, I've been uh, reinvigorated. Um, and there was one scene which I was surprised by and I'm not sure if I like yet but I guess I'll know when I see it tomorrow the Yoda scene yeah Luke's going there to burn it down yeah yeah yeah. and then even though he's a Jedi Grandmaster he can you know like mind teleport himself across the universe or whatever the fuck you want to call it Um, doesn't seem to be able to set fire to a tree properly or something like that (laughs) and then Yoda just goes Force lightning god like that yeah. and just strikes it down and lights up and he's back to his old Yoda self that he was just Empire Strikes Back rather than the shitty Yoda that he was in like the, the episode yeah, 1 yeah, to 3 yeah. that pissed me off so much because everybody went right Shakespearean instead he's still sat there going all the kind of weird little fucking weirdo stuff that I love him for because I find it fucking hilarious I thought it was yeah I thought it was great it was and, nice to see them two together and they used it as a puppet as well yeah and the only downside to using it as a puppet is the mouth the way his mouth moved was a bit weird. It was like, he was just making kissy lips. Yeah, yeah. Yoda kisses. Um, did you see at the end that the the Jedi texts were in a drawer? Yeah, they're in a drawer on like, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, so... How the fuck did they get there? How did they get there? And, and also... also that, go on. Well, Yoda was like, there's nothing in there she doesn't yeah, know already. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, what's the point in having them then? He just did it for a fucking laugh, didn't he? Just know. to show off that he could. Maybe she stole them. Maybe she stole them. Maybe she did. I reckon she might have. She's a bit of a cunt, really, isn't she? Uh, yeah. Uh, so maybe Luke Skywalker will come back. In the I, next I think he'll be back as a Force ghost, for sure. He better be, because I want him to. <laughs> yeah, because you don't um, want that to be it. He's, yeah, I just felt like his, his death was so unsatisfying and undeserved, and he was all alone as well, and, and I just wanted him to at least Yeah, but he was at peace. Fuck peace, It wasn't man. sad. It wasn't happy. When Obi-Wan died, he was at peace. Yeah. But I still... I'd only known when I first saw Obi Wan Kenobi die. <laughs> I'd only known him for about fifty minutes, yeah, and I felt fucking devastated. I felt really fucking sad that you know Luke Skywalker had finally found some like meaning in life and finally found someone to follow this awesome, mysterious, all powerful, all knowing British thing mm. that he'd found to follow, <laughs> and and he'd been you know it'd been taken from Luke. And from us. It's like with uh, in Harry Potter when, um, what's his name, Sirius Black falls yeah. into that. Yeah, absolutely. Curtain just, just dies. shattering. But I was more bothered about that than I was about well, him. Well, yeah. And to yeah. be honest, I, was, I thought at times this film felt a little bit like Harry Potter. It had a Harry Potter that vibe to it. fucking mirror, yeah. I don't know did whether... He, did Rian Johnson do one of the Harry Potter films? Did I, don't, he, I don't think he wrote it. Maybe, well, obviously, because I, I was no Rowling, but... 
Have you directed Mike? Let's, let's just wildly conjecture like we do in all of our podcast episodes. Yeah, I think he directed every single one, Mike. And all the Robocops, too, I think he did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Luke Skywalker not being able to use his lightsaber properly. And not getting his green lightsaber. I would have fucking loved that. Wasn't No, he had a blue one originally, though, didn't he? Yeah. And he lost that when he got his hand chopped off. Yeah. So that was the lost one. Or is that a green one? I don't know. No, the green one is the one from Jedi. Yeah, it's got the weird brown little brown hilt thing. Yeah. This one is the original one. So how the fuck did they get that one? I don't know because that fell in Cloud City. It must been. There must be a way. The there must be. This must have been explained in the Force Awakens. Wasn't it like the the rumor at the start was that um, the very first scene from this one or the Force Awakens was just going to be Luke's hand floating through space, still holding a <laughs> lightsaber? And I was like, well, how's it gotten from falling down through the gravity of Bespin mm. up into space? That makes no sense. What can yeah. you do? So. So, um, are you ready to summarise I'm ready to summarise yeah, yeah yeah I think it's time so to summarise the end of The Force Awakens left me excited and intrigued and emotionally charged for, for the next the next film and I and I felt really excited after watching it I know you you didn't at all mm. but this film has just left me confused about the direction the characters are going mm-hmm. which is fine and interesting and, and you know I'm, I'm okay with it I yeah. like to be challenged, you know. Put I don't know how okay you are with it. Put a finger up my arsehole. I don't mind. <coughs> I feel like you're on the dark side this episode and I'm on the light. Yeah, absolutely. But now I'm just irritated. Mm. I feel very... I'll have to watch... I'm going to watch it on Sunday mm. in BFI. And maybe the fact that there won't be somebody sat directly in front of me eating fucking onion rings. Could you smell those? Oh my Was God. it onion rings? It smelled onion like rings. fucking cream and chive or something. I don't know if this woman was hard of hearing or something, but the fact that she couldn't hear herself wrinkling this packet... I feel like kicking her in the back I of the head. I think you were irritable tonight and I think that's one of the reasons you didn't like it and I feel like Sunday's not going to be any better because you're going to be hungover and tired and it's at 9.30 in the morning. I'll be... I'll, I'll be fine. I'm mm. going to go into it the same way... I'm going to try and take your energy from having watched this mm. and and take it with me on Sunday because I I want to... I, want, I wanted to like this movie. Of course I did. It doesn't work like that though. But you the can't f- just like it. It's two years after The Force Awakens for me and I'm still like, nah, didn't like it. Mary Poppins fucked this movie for me. <laughs> Larry Poppins? That doesn't work at all. Um, what would you give it out of ten? This is going to be interesting. See what your Star Wars bias does Emotionally, I would give it a five. Right. I liked some moments of it. I loved the fight scene after Snoke is... Cheaply, it's so, che- yeah, cheaply taken. Yep. This film gave balance. Yeah. This is a balanced film, like The Force, in that with one hand it gives you a, a shit death of a really potentially terrifying bad guy with elephantitis. I don't know and what the fuck is wrong. It doesn't even explain what's uh, what's with his deformities as no. well. That's that's what's bad funny. about that is that so that basically tells children deformed, deformed people, people are, are evil. fucking evil. Yeah. And there's no explanation. You should cut them in half. Well, you might as well teach them young. Yeah. <laughs> um, if Disney really wanted to be, you know, all this happy-go-lucky, let's tell a joke every ten seconds. Let's yeah. not fucking. Maybe he was too scary the for the kids, and that's why they had to get rid of him. So, get yeah. a, a pretty boy like emo Ren. <laughs> he is so emo. He is. He, every yeah. time I looked at him, I was just singing in my head. I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm not okay. Gonna slam my helmet into a wall and get rid of my mask because I've transformed in this movie. What's it gonna break next time? Your face. So I give it a five. Five. Interesting. So, this film gave great. This film gave a lot, and it took even more. <laughs> um, I loved it. I left the film thinking yes exactly what I wanted something completely different there were a lot of things wrong with it in a lot of places but there were so many bits that just blew me away and I was like that was fucking cool that I was like sold absolutely sold um, there's still lots wrong with it I've no idea what they're going to do with the next one it's probably I feel like episode 9 is going to be a bit of a mix I'm going to love bits of it hate bits of it but I don't think I'm going to love it overall but this one just gave me enough new stuff and enough cool stuff and Ryan Johnson was creative and kept going in all these different directions that I wasn't expecting and that had me. I wasn't sure halfway through the movie and it took until Ray and Kylo Ren had a few conversations through um, Force Time had to get that in there one more time you've got for me to really start liking Daisy Ridley. Yeah. 
and and start thinking Kylo Ren was more than just kind of a petulant child. Um, so no, I really enjoyed it, and I actually am giving it a nine out of ten. I feel um, bad for this podcast because I feel like I've I've hugged this and just spoke. Not at all. I think the bad things. I've not given you a chance to. to... No, no, no. I feel like there's good. What's good about this is now that people listening are either going to probably side with you or side with me, and that means they're either going to be right or wrong. So there is no right or wrong. No. Do or do not. There is no So yeah, that's uh, that's the end of our Star Wars: The Force Awakens review. However, we have our Star Wars game. Star Wars, Star Wars game. It's Josh's Star Wars game. Is that some going to take on movie news? No, that was um, uh, half Sweet Valley. Do you remember Sweet Valley High? I do remember Sweet, Sweet Valley High Valley, with Valley. that blonde girl who looks psychotically happy all the time. I think that was a mirror, mate. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's very witty, I'll give you that one. Um, So, I have the impossible to beat Star Wars quiz, which isn't that impossible, because I've already got quite a lot of it right when I was practicing that before, but this is from CNN. CNN. Yeah, I'm literally just robbing their quiz this week, because it's it's hard to get the right balance of difficult questions and easy questions. Right. And you're a Star Wars nerd, as am I, so you probably get quite a few of these right, but I don't think you'll get every single one right. Well... Try me, Mr. Trister. Um, Do or do not, Michael. There is no try. Uh, It's called the Do Me, Mr. Trister. I'm going to call it the Just Do It quiz. Excellent. Or Just Not Do It quiz. There There is is no no try try quiz. quiz. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of works. Right, okay. Let's get started with the Jedi Master quiz. Um, First of all, behold the mighty TIE Fighters. They are named after A. Turbo ignition engines, B, trajectory inverse exothermic, C, twin ion exhaust, or D, twin ion engines. What is the TIE fighter name left there? Fucking hell. Um, I got this one right, so. Twin ion engines. Let me select. It was correct. TIE fighters and their siblings, TIE bombers and TIE interceptors are powered by twin ion engines through the solar panels on the wings. Yes, the solar panels. Amazing. Because, uh, you know, the First Order are all about renewable energy. Yeah. Can you do a TIE fighter impression? They make a cool noise, don't they? So, no. No. <laughs> it's the answer. I can do a lightsaber noise, which isn't really a very good lightsaber noise. But again, no, no, I need more water. Do you want me to try? Yeah. Oh, that's the one I was going to do. Now we just sound like twats. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be like, how did they do that? Just was want, the lightsaber I just the want listeners to know that neither of us were holding our penis whilst we did that. <laughs> Not yet. Um, who flew uh, an X-Wing as Red Leader in the Battle of Endor? Was it Luke Skywalker, Wedge Antilles, Garvin Dreiss, or Biggs Darklighter? Battle of Endor. Endor, which means that Luke is on the Death Star. Red Leader. Which means Red Leader... Must have been. See now, well, who's the other one? I know Wedge and I know Biggs. Garvin Dreis. I don't Dreis. know who the fuck that is. So I'm gonna go for Wedge. You are correct. Red leader Wedge Antilles has a way with Tie Fighters. Not only does he survive both Death Star attack missions, but he's instrumental in destroying the second one. Go Wedge. Along with Lando and Chewie. Aww. Question three. Before being called Luke Skywalker, this character had another name. Was it Kane Starkiller, Anakin Starkiller, Luke Starlighter, or Justin Valor? It wasn't Justin Valor, it can't be that. You've heard this one before. Uh, I know it was Starkiller, but I don't know which... Oh no, Starlighter. It was Luke Starlighter. You are incorrect. That was Starkiller. Captain Noved. It's Anakin, spelled A-N-I-K-I-N, Starkiller. Why'd they change it? Because it's shit compared to Luke Skywalker. No, that's true. Well, it doesn't matter because they're going to kill him off in a really shit way anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, in George Lucas's original 1974 draft for Episode 4, Luke Skywalker is already a fully fledged Jedi, while the young apprentice bears the name of Anakin Starkiller. Then everything changed. I thought when he wrote the original films that he'd already sort of written one to three in his head and then four to six, 
and he did four to six because they didn't have the technology to make one to three. Really? That's the way I saw it, but I feel no. like he wrote that afterwards. I, I, I'd heard through that it, he just made Star Wars as a one-off and. and because he didn't know if he was going to make the other yeah, ones. Yeah, didn't have, he had no idea. Mm, maybe that's why they had that really cheesy ending at the end. No, mm. Actually, no, it doesn't really work as a one-off, does it? Oh, here we go, Chewbacca. Let's do the impression. <laughs> that's so good. I thought you could do that. No. I'm disappointed. I'd spend my time doing other things. <laughs> Chewbacca here was inspired by George Lucas's dog. It was called Rocky, and it was a schnauzer. THX, it was Border Collie. I can't not laugh at that one. <laughs> Um, Indiana, which was an Alaskan Malamute. Malamute. Uh, Amblin, which was a Great Dane. It was Indiana. It was. That's who Indiana Jones is named after. Yeah. And in even the character Indiana Jones is named after the dog, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, as his dad points out. His um his life seems really great, doesn't it? Who? George Lucas. Uh, well, you know, I'm George Lucas and I just speak like that. But you don't know if that's right or not because when have you ever heard George Lucas speak? Really? Almost never, therefore I nailed it. And <laughs> um, uh, in the Moss Eisley docking bay <laughs> in episode four, docking bay. what's the number of the docking bay that the Millennium Falcon departs from? Fucking hell. Is it 42, 1138, 94, or 22? Oh, I mean, how many docking bays can a cantina market thing have? Moss Eisley spaceport. There's never been Don't more of a hub for vile villains. Oh. I completely messed that quote up then. Come on, pick a number. A, B, C, or D. 94. 94. Let's press 94. Correct. Middle name Falcon departs from Docking Bay 94. The original set was used for the scene and quickly adapted to become Death Star Docking Bay 327. <laughs> the one the Millennium Falcon gets sucked into later in the film. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Greedo. Yeah. Remember the guy who sh- tries to shoot Han and then the whole who shot first, Han or Greedo? What species is he? Is he a Bothan? Is he a Rodian? Is he a Gungan? Or is he a Killick? I should know this, just through playing countless video Battlefront games. Battlefront and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, is he a Bothan? He's not a Bothan, he's a Rodian. He's one of the two. You are failing me at the moment. Uh, Greedo's a Rodian and he's hired by Jabba the Hutt to kill Han Solo. In the original release of the film, Han shoots him first. It's endless controversy. George Lucas then... Or should I say controversy? I never know. George Lucas then changed his mind and in the current versions, Greedo shoots first but misses. Unbelievable. From that fucking distance as well. Yeah. Jabba wasted his money. Um... What is the first line that Yoda says in episode 5? Is it Away with your weapon? Yeah. Why are you here? Feel like what? Or I mean you no harm. Uh, I, I think, think I nailed that. Away with your weapon. Story of my life. Uh, away with your weapon. Incorrect. It's Feel like what? What's he saying? Because um, I think Luke's in the middle of goes, oh, I feel like we're never going to get out of here. I feel like what? Something like that. I'd actually know. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Does it tell you? Uh, Yoda has yet to reveal himself as the Jedi Master he really is. Responds with, feel like what? To Luke's musing, there's something familiar about this place. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I should have just read the internet. Next question. Um, what is the call sign for Vader's flagship Super Star Destroyer. Is it Executor, Enforcer, Eviscerator, or Enterprise? Oh, Executor. I think it's... Eviscerator. Oh no, it's Executor. Oh, well done you! The Executor makes two appearances in the films in episode five and six. 19 kilometers in length, it dwarfs regular Star Destroyers. The model was used for filming was 111 inches long. Oh yeah, I know how long that is. <laughs> How do you? No, I'm not going to go down there. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, and Snoke's ship is basically oh, like a stealth massive. bomber version of this, like isn't the, it? Like the Vulcans, the, yeah, the American stealth ship. The Vul- yeah, is that what it's called? Vulcan, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, the, it, it was crazy. That was the other moment that when the, when the, um, the, it's not Destroyer, what was it called? The, the ship that I was like, whoa, that's so fucking cool. Oh, the, the whole... What the fuck dreadnought. Dreadnought, yeah. yeah. when the Dreadnought came in, I was like, shit. And then when Snoke's ship came in, I was like, fuck. Did you not film this... Yeah, never mind. I was about to say, this film felt very limited in that there was no big world. 
Mm. Just seems to be very, very small. Mm. Go on, go on. Um, question number nine of ten, almost there. This is um, Lando Calrissian, the original owner of the Millennium Falcon. How did he lose it to Han Solo? In a bet. Um, I didn't even get to read out the questions. Sorry. Answers, I should say, a duel, a bet, a game of Dejarak, or a game of Sabacc? Game of Sabacc, maybe? I don't know. A bet, a bet, a bet. You can select a bet. When the website works. I bet. Oh, it was a game of Sabacc. Yeah. Oh, no, gambling man. Lando first wins the Millennium Falcon via Sabacc, a popular card game. Then he loses to Han Solo through the same game, according to Star Wars canon, which just got completely fucking wiped out anyway. Um, General Grievous has a peculiar cough, even though he is a droid. It was caused by which Jedi crushing his chest? Yoda, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, or Mace Windu? When the fuck is this ever mentioned? <laughs> no, it never is, surely not. No. Uh, Mace Windu. Mace Windu. It's got a fucking Oh, it is. Sort of In the DVD commentary for episode three, George Lucas reveals that he provided some of Grievous's coughing himself as he was suffering from bronchitis during filming. That's how boring George Lucas is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you've got that much money, you, you can genuinely change the childhoods of people's childhood and uh, <laughs> very well structured sentence, with, with, yeah. without any any fear of of anybody coming up to you and saying boo boo this man boo <laughs> um, and also you can just spend your time coughing into microphones <coughs> um, so you got six out of ten which is more than the last Jedi this is more than what you gave the last Jedi less than what I gave I'm it I'm disappointed with that I thought you'd have done better but then you did guess right on some of them, and I would have got wrong, so to be honest, I think I would have come out the same. Oh, we are not yeah. masters, we are still Padawans. Yeah. Actually, no, we're not Jedi Knights. I don't even... I... Mm. I'd want to be a... a Wookiee. Mm. <laughs> it's like he's in the room. Maybe I'm being hypocritical, because you know how I said Porgs are just there to sell shit? Yeah. Maybe Chewbacca was originally only there to sell merchandise. Nah, I don't think so. Like the Ewoks were. Yeah, that's true. 100%. That's the only reason I can think. But uh, no, I'm not, not Chewbacca. Not good old Chewie. Do you know how Chewbacca dies in the books? Um, hasn't he got a life debt to hurt? Yeah. No. no, that's not how he dies, but yeah. Um, he dies because Han Solo's real son, called Jason Solo, not Ben fucking Solo, like the movies did, um, crushes him with a moon. <laughs> Seriously, he's trying to. I think he's trying to kill Han Solo or Luke or something, and they're on this moon, and this there's big fucking tracks have been pulling this moon towards them, and um, uh, Chewie saves Luke Skywalker's son Ben Skywalker, where that name comes from, gets him on the ship, but he can't get on the ship as well. He just didn't get there in time or something like that, and he dies because the moon gets crushed. And he gets crushed by a moon. Yeah, or no, sorry, he saves Anakin Solo, who is. Yeah, I'm gonna get people confused, but basically in the books. Han and Leia have three kids. Luke Skywalker has one. Um, Chewbacca dies saving one of them and gets crushed by a moon. And Han never forgives the kid for it. Or wow. that finds it very hard to, because, you know. Fucking hell, you would, wouldn't you? See, that is a, that is a fucking worthy death. So, I, I think it's a good way, like, well, there's two things I want to say before, before I end the episode. First of all, read the books. They're not canon anymore, all the old ones, but there's some absolutely fantastic ones. The new Jedi Order saga, which I think is nine books long, is incredible. And the villain in it is just insane. And there's loads of politics in it, kind of like there was in the first three, but in a not-so-boring way. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy good. It is crazy good. And the other thing I want to say is I need to give a shout-out to my Uncle Ian, because we asked a question ages ago when we were talking about the Star Wars trailer, and we are saying that there's a really, there's a moment where you get, like, really emotional. And it's because of the music, and we're like, why does that happen? I don't understand. We both cry at the same point. And that is because, um, according to Ian... The special secret music thing you think they've unlocked, which makes you all emotional, it's called the Lydian Mode. It might be called Lydian Mode? I don't know. I'm reading this off the screen. Um, play the white notes on a keyboard, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. Now replace the F of an S sharp. That's Lydian Mode. It's used in church music since medieval times, but it's also popularised for action and fantasy by the likes of John Williams and Hans Zimmer. And you'll hear it in everything from Star Wars to Raiders to Pirates to the Caribbean to Harry Potter to Lord of the Rings. It's the out-of-place F-sharp called an augmented fourth, which gives it a kick and makes it sound a little bit out of the ordinary lesson learned. That's amazing. That is genuinely the most fascinating <clears throat> thing we've ever had on our podcast. Um, except for you giving this movie a 5 out of 10. Because I know secretly you wanted to give it less. 
You can't because you've got Star Wars guilt. That's why. You're probably right. Yeah. No, I don't want to give it less because I did have a good time. Mm. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. At least you've got something to talk about. I'm not Return of the Sith disappointed, but I'm still disappointed. Revenge of the Sith. It was so. Bad You're not as disappointed as I am in you after just calling Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Sith. You're very tired. Not just not. It is down. currently 12:41 in the morning, so I feel like we should end this Start podcast off. now. Um, if you like this episode, great. Let us know what you thought of the Last Jedi, but please don't give any spoilers on the comments page. Message me on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or something. I don't know. But I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I'm going to give right now a one-month hold on talking about anything spoilerific on The Last Jedi. A month from now, on the 15th of January, go nuts, say what you want. If people haven't seen it by then, it's their own fucking fault. Yeah. Yeah. Preach it. Uh, but in the meantime, please review the podcast, especially if you listen to it on iTunes. We've had so many reviews now that we actually have a rating up here, which is great. That is great. And it's five stars as well, because yeah. we're sick, bruv. Without, I mean, I feel sick. Yeah, not because of the film. I feel blessed. <laughs> oh God, we're going to get into this now. Or is it bless? I can't remember. Yeah. You never knew. Um, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. If you know anybody who's into this, please recommend them. And also, feel like coming on the show, feel like there's a, some sort of special theme you like to talk about, let us know because we're keen to get people on and, and let you join in the fun and electrocute you. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, not all the time. You don't have to get electrocuted unless you've got heart condition, in which case it's mandatory. And that would be a better death than what Luke, Luke Skywalker had. ahead. <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening. I have been Josh. And I have been underwhelmed. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Bye.